Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the show where we talk about musicals and all the lessons that they have taught us. It's going to be a great show. This is a fun one to talk about. There's going to be opinions. There's going to be more opinions. I'm looking forward to it. My name is Miranda Selwood and I will be hosting this episode and with me at the table live in person is Zane C. Webber. Hey. Hello. It's you and me at the table today, but it's not just us on the episode. Because no, because technology. Technology is still happening, and we not only have our bestest friend, KB. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me on Zoom. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, KB is working very hard on a show at the moment, so she squeezed us in between learning, a, sorry, was it a 15-minute monologue? At the moment, that yeah. seems. So I'm hoping to bring that time down a little bit. How, how many? How many yeah. pregnant pauses are in that 15 minutes? Um, quite a few. <laughs> well, we could cut it That's back. That's me a bit. being like, "What's the next line?" <laughs> um, so I will try and get through the epi- this episode um, quickly for you, uh, so that Aww. you can get back to that. Um, but random. more importantly, from all the way across the really big pond, not the tiny one that's between us and New Zealand, but the, the really, really big pond big and then some of that other island. <laughs> and a whole bunch of <laughs> is our guest today. Kevin, how are you? I am doing really great. I've been looking forward to talking about Hedwig for a while and gave me hope that no matter who wins our election, I had something to look forward to. (laughs) Congratulations on your personal victory uh, with the defeat of uh, the Orange Dictator. Yeah, I I called him Trumpler. Hitler and Uh, Trump combined. Yes, nice. Um, I've also heard the Twitler um, as as another version there. Just Um, Just to clarify, we are recording this. This, the day, day that it was confirmed yeah. that yeah. Uh, Biden won the election. So we're all pretty happy yeah. at the moment. Uh, we're, but on a, we're on a bit of a high. Let's not we probably won't get political after this, though. No, not at all. <laughs> this isn't the sort of show that anyone gets political about. Um, <laughs> Until they you? write Trump the musical. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> it already happened? Uh, anyway, moving on. Where are you coming to us from, Kevin? I am coming to you from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Michigan. And it's right next to Ann Arbor. For those of you that don't know Michigan geography, which most people don't. (laughs) And Michigan is next to (laughs) which, like... So we are above Ohio. Yep, still not helping. (laughs) What? Okay. <laughs> the Mich- the Ypsilans connected to the Michigans connected, connected to, to the, the Ohio. Ohio. And eventually, I'm up, you guys can see, but people in the podcast land cannot see. I'm holding up my hand, right? Yes. And we are the mit- the mitten hand. We are the mitten state. Ah. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to look at a map. I'm going to check it out. Um, <laughs> So we can get to know Michigan another time, but right now we're going to go in, you know, deep and hard with Kevin. Wow. Um, <laughs> just going there <laughs> right from the start. With the getting to know you quest quiz, are you ready, Kevin? I, I am ready. Okay. Here's a song to get you in the mood. Getting to know oh, okay. you, getting to know all about you. That's nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. 
a bit of an accent. I don't know where. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't as bright as it has been. It was a bit more yeah. sultrier. Yeah. yeah, it was just it's the uh, Michigan mood. <laughs> All right. Um, which musical character would other people compare you to? I would say Pippin right now. <laughs> Pippin. I love that. Is that because you're an idealist? Is is that? Yeah, it it is. Um, the, the first one actually asked my wife this question, and the first time she said Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's sort of there's similar. Very similar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll take either one, Pippin and Peter Pan. Um, which musical character, starting with P or otherwise, would you like other people to compare you to? Uh, George Surratt. Oh. oh, okay. That's that's definitely a, a much more mature <laughs> focused. Yeah. What well, what attributes exactly I do do you want to embody of George Sherratt? Well, his focus and attention to detail. Okay. And, you know, finishing the hat and all. So yeah. mm. the good ones is what. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the somewhat not Pippin-esque ones, uh, <laughs> right, right? Who quite famously wasn't very focused. <laughs> uh, what is your dream role? Well, um, I thought about this actually for a while because I've been listening to the show for a while, and I have to say my dream role is something that I thought of being a musical, and I didn't realize it was until last year after going attending the the Colbert show. We walked out and we saw there was a Beetlejuice musical, and now that is my dream role. Hey. Nice. nice, yeah, yeah. It's nice to just find a new musical by walking out onto the street. <laughs> That's not an experience we have here in Australia very often. Thank you, Universe, <laughs> for this gift. It's the only time that I've ever done that. So. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, we'll forgive you this thing. one time. Uh, what is your favourite Sondheim show? Assassins. Nice. Ooh. That's a good, Assassins a good pick. Assassins been getting a bit of airplay mm. lately on this question. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why assassinations of American presidents could have been on, on people's, people's minds. minds. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery we'll never solve, I suppose. The, the big question of the era. Yeah. Mm. How did he make a hot... Anyway, uh, what is your go-to shower song? This is me. Nice. Yeah. Me, it's a good one. Yeah. That's a great shower tune. Yeah. Mm. Also a good, like, I'm waking up, up I'm, you know, just starting out on my day, knowing it's a good, who I am. It's a good start of the day song. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good answer. I might actually have to add that to my shower playlist. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's amazing. It is, it is. Um, can, you, can you do the full riff at the end? You, no one else saw that really... <laughs> awful light um, move I get actually um, I did sing it in uh, like this, a solo performance in the choir that I'm in Ooh, nice. so I, 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 so I split the lead with someone else and we, we did it together that's so nice and that you shared see <laughs> I didn't <laughs> technically it should have been this is us then right this is us <laughs> Um, well, it was in a, show, it was in a larger choir, and oh, so okay. the end actually was in the choir, but the first two parts were like in, yes. divided into different solos. Oh, cool! So individually, this was, was me, them. but all of us together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're us, here. Yeah. We're here at the greatest question anyone will ever be forced to answer on a podcast. You have to delete a musical from existence. Which one is it? And it cannot be Cats because that is dead. I think we also have to throw Phantom in there. Phantom has been killed a lot. Phantom and Love Never Dies have been killed like, so many times. We just put all Andrew Lloyd Webber into that then. <laughs> are you, is that it, where no. we're at? Are, are no, you saying that we should AM. kill School of Rock? No. no. I'm hosting no. this okay. and I have said Cats is the only thing on the no list. All right. Well, okay. just wait until I... It's up right. to Kevin what he chooses to do with the rest of Andrew Lloyd Webber's <laughs> canon. Um, big, the musical. <gasps> okay. okay. I think that's a first time hit. I think that is. And lucky Julie's not here because that, that's one of her That's one of her babies. Yeah. And it's a know. very rare occasion we find a show that Julie likes. So. <laughs> wow. Sorry, um, Julie. Does she specifically like the musical? No, I know she loves the movie. I don't know if she's she... a Tom Hanks fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, the movie, the movie I adore. It's brilliant. The musical was, I don't know what I can say on the show, but. You can um, say it was yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we are technically a non-cussing show, but here we go. I guess <laughs> Hedwig, though, we're going to get into yeah. some adult yeah, things. Right. That's okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I actually declined to see that one. That was one I was offered <laughs> to go see, and I just said, no, thanks. <laughs> oh, well, that's the Julie Eisentrager test. Yeah, that is If I was offered a free ticket, would I still say no? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. wow, that's that's a big call. It's big. For, for big. big. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should play some music while Zane <laughs> suffers that pun. Okay, it is time to talk the show we're all here to talk about. It's Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the musical. Mm. Not the movie, not the pre-show thing. And that, well, I think we, we will, will talk, talk about, about the, all of it. We will talk about the movie because it is a movie musical. So. It is. Yeah, it so is we can indeed. compare them. Okay, all right. Well, Zane says it's okay, then I guess we can. Thank you. Also, Phantom of the Opera is dead forever. <laughs> <laughs> We're just covering all the really important things here today. Um, so uh, we will get on to all of the great reasons why you have brought us this show, Kevin. But before we do that, we're going to give you a challenge. I issue you with the challenge of giving us the entire plot of Hedwig in two minutes, which Zane is timing because I have forgotten to set up a timer prior to this moment. All right. Uh, you your ready? time starts oh, with... You start talking. <laughs> All right. The story of the slip of a girly boy that comes from communist East Berlin. Hansel becomes obsessed with American music or other pop music and rock music specifically. And he decides to sun himself one day and meets Luther, American GI, who says, hey, you want to come over to America? You got to get sex change. Sex change turns wrong, leaves him as her and left with one inch mound of flesh in America and becomes obsessed with a rock star in the Christian genre and goes on for a self-discovery. No spoilers. I like it. Well, that, that is one minute. Um, so, um, so can we spend the other minute on the spoilers? Yes. Yeah, so I want to know what they are. We'll just say the next minute is going to be full of spoilers. So if you don't want this spoiled, skip ahead. Skip a minute. <laughs> um, so I guess it is... Uh, the sto- also, it's it's a it's a rock concert where Hedwig is uh, telling the story of of her relationship with Tommy Gnosis who, or Tommy Speck, who is a, 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 uh, the brother of the baby <laughs> they use, that she used to babysit, uh, who basically became a famous rock star on the back of Hedwig's songs. And now Hedwig follows them around, and so every now and then during the show, she'll open up a door on stage because Tommy's is playing a concert on the adjoining stage. Um, and so that's kind of the the vibe of it is is Hedwig dealing with this uh, this uh, obsession slash wronging that has happened. And also Hedwig has a pretty poor codependent relationship with uh, her husband who is traditionally played by a woman who is a drag queen who Hedwig has uh, married on the proviso that they will never again perform as a woman. And so there's a lot of resentment there uh, that kind of switches around during the end of the show. I'm very confused. <laughs> is that normal? Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit, it, um, my wife is just trying to talk to people about it and it's hard to, to describe. It's a hard to describe musical. Yeah, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's a brainchild of John Cameron Mitchell. And mm-hmm. John Cameron Mitchell has a very unique brain and way of relating to art. Like, I think John Cameron Mitchell writes things in a very poetic way and does not explain it to the audience. So either you, like, you listen to it until you get it. Um, John Cameron Mitchell does not uh, play down. So other stuff that John Cameron Mitchell has done, other than Hedwig, was a movie called Short Bus, which was known for being very sexual actually explicit um, set in New York. But also, uh, John Cameron Mitchell created a podcast. I think we've spoken about it on the, on this podcast yeah. before. He, mm-hmm. yeah, created... Um, oh, I forget what it is called now. Uh, it's called... It's a podcast about uh, an ex-performer who has a tumour in, in their brain and it kind of looks like a, a person. And, yeah, and then there's a whole religious movement, cult movement built up around that. It's very weird... But that is John Cameron Mitchell, the end. Um, it's very weird. 
Um, I will I will find it. So you talk amongst yourselves while I find it. Oh, I was going to say, is someone going to find it? So. <laughs> is it an- Anthem? Anthem, yes. Yeah. Uh, it is called, uh, called Anthem. Uh, it was exclusive to Luminary, but I believe it has been released elsewhere. Um, it's Anthem uh, semicolon homunculus. Yeah. So John Cameron Mitchell is actually a performer. Yes. Yes. In yeah. himself, he's he's done a lot of other people's work, but he also writes. Yes. Right. Yeah. So actor, playwright, screenwriter, and director is is what he and that, is credited. That as. was him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He played the, the, the title role. Yeah. Of Hedwig. Yes. Which he played <laughs> off Broadway. So fun fact. <laughs> yeah. There are so many fun oh, facts here, KB. You are. There you must are... be swimming in them. So many fun facts. So the first fun fact that kind of leads into the second fun fact that kind of leads it like all of them flow <laughs> on to each other. So John Cameron Mitchell met Stephen Trask on a plane. They were only the only two people apparently not watching the in-flight entertainment. So they so struck Trask up a conversation. Wrote the music. And lyrics. He wrote the music yeah. for Hedwig. Yeah. So they became friends, and um, Mitchell went and visited Trask and his band cheetah when they played at the squeeze box which is a punk rock drag party in soho and mitchell was like hey dude you wanna do you wanna help me compose some music i've come up with this character called tommy and he's the son of a general who was raised in a strict catholic household much like mitchell himself um so in 1994 mitchell brought this character tommy to life for the first time with trask and his band at the squeeze box um, which is all very interesting. Mm. So they kept playing um, at this night at the club and <laughs> Mitchell was like, hey, I've come up with a new character. Her name's Helga. She's kind of based on my childhood babysitter. She's a German army wife, but also a prostitute. Of um, <laughs> so um, Helga in real life was a biological woman, but Mitchell's Hedwig, which Hedwig became that character of, mm. um, is an East German rock singer with a botched sex change and so they started um writing more for the character of Hedwig and it became a very popular character in this this club night um and it kind of just went from there so Mitchell's first like although he obviously created the character they worked on it together when he first got on stage as Hedwig it was the first time he'd ever done drag um which I think is a really nice journey of self-discovery for him in this show that's full of self-discovery for Hedwig um and very meta very meta and their relationship obviously just grew and grew and grew until they had written um a full show um to go to off-Broadway but the original song so the current final song for the show is Midnight Radio but they actually wanted to do a German version of Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. <laughs> but they just couldn't get the rights to it, which I think is such a like knowing that how the show ends now is such like, I don't know. <laughs> I think if they had, it probably would have maybe either, I don't know, it could have gone two ways, alienated an audience more who weren't quite with them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot a lot of the early shows were covers, whereas the songs had were covers so yeah. they had like Fleetwood Mac songs and David Bowie songs and Yoko Ono songs the um, whole thing has a very David Bowie feel David yeah, Bowie that, actually that... produced a season of it in LA um, after the after the Broadway did. run yeah. so many celebrities loved this show and off-Broadway show just had like celebrity after celebrity after celebrity that like some of them didn't turn up to some things in order to go and see Hedwig and the Angry Itch like it was, it was definitely so a real popular. I mean, I remember seeing it in college, and I can't remember who turned me on to it, but it was really big in um, in my college years because people were just like starting to clam onto this, and this was the first of its kind, really. Yeah, I think too, like the first kind of it's like not cabaret, it's not musical theater, it's this new fusion of two art forms that you know well. Mm. But what? Which box does it fit in? It doesn't fit in any box. So, like, <laughs> it is presented as a concert, essentially. Yeah, 
Um, it's the character. It's in real time, the character performing, telling mm-hmm. you stories about how they got there and mm. what is going on in the world around you. And, and if you listen having, to the soundtrack, it yeah. does just sound like somebody's album. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound like a show yeah. in that you don't have all of that into It doesn't into tell you a story through yeah. the songs. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, there's only one other actor in the show. And a band that's on stage. And the band. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably yeah. Hedwig interacts with the band a lot and mm-hmm. that has a lot yes. to, yeah. you know, yeah. to do with the feel of the And show. interacts with the audience. So, um, And when we saw it, I was one of the first shows I saw on Broadway. Um, Michael C. Hall was playing Hedwig. And we were sitting in one of the boxes because we had rush tickets and he interacted with the box like three or four times during the show. <laughs> the first time we're like, are we meant to be talking back to you? <laughs> Do you need us? Because you don't have anyone else to talk to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so it is very like everybody is in on it and everybody is part of the conversation, not just the band members, not just um, no the other wall. actor. But yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um. Can we talk a little about the music? It is um, it is glam rock. Was that the the genre we'd put it in? Psychedelic glam rock, maybe. Yeah. Psychedelic, um, but I don't also know like it's actually yeah. that far off. Like it still has this real theatre sense of storytelling mm. about the songs. Yeah. Uh, so I, while it's not rock, I think that sense of theatricality is what makes it that sort I mean, of glam it is, feel. It is like Bowie rock. Mm. Mm. Bowie's interpretation of rock is pretty much what this show is. Um, mm. Wig in a box like tells a tells a story throughout it. Wicked little town is another big yeah. story, and uh, uh, Origin of Love is like an actual like mythology story told through song. But it is yeah. kind of if you're going to break it down musically, I think it is glam rock mm. technically. I, I would yeah, I mean, I would definitely say it was it was glam rock with the traditional musical theater styling mixed in with David Bowie. Mm. Mm. Like it is all those, and as a love of David Bowie, you you would have to at least delve into Hedwig a little bit, yes. and like at least parts <laughs> of it, I would think. And how much how much does the the show change musically with the performer? Because if if it really is like that, this has attracted big names to play Hedwig, mm. and every Hedwig must be slightly different. different. Yeah. yeah. So how much? Like between the movie portrayal with... Oh, so between the movie and the stage production, like the movie is a lot more of a traditional story. Um, it's not It's not a concert that you go to. And in fact, like there's a couple of like gigs in the movie that are like meant to depress you um, because it's not It's not the, the fun that you're seeing on stage in the musical. So I think they took a very different approach to the story in the movie than they did in the musical. I mean, Kevin would probably have a better idea of that. How do you think the, the two compare? Well, I think that I was surprised a little bit because I didn't know the stage setup until I saw the stage performance. Mm-hmm. And coming from the movie musical side of it, it there was a lot of characters, they had a lot of dialogue, and, and I didn't know what the stage play was going to be when they took all the other characters out and and it was just Yitzhak and Hedwig. And it was definitely in a concert. It looked like we were stepping into a concert uh, performance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I knew what I was coming into musically, but I just didn't know theatrically. And it was a bit of a, a nice, uh, not shock, but like, a, mm-hmm. oh, like, oh, wow, this is this is different than I had imagined. And both my, my wife and I had seen it and my in-laws to be at the time that we, um, <laughs> that's actually how my my uh, wife came out to my parents about me <laughs> being trans is hey you're going to Hedwig you went to drag shows you know. I've got some news <laughs> what's going <laughs> <You know>? on <laughs> here <laughs> well that um, that you know not traditional fourth wall theater feel mm. about it um, is actually what made it stand out from the crowd I think mm. um, yeah. particularly when it opened on Broadway and and had these huge names stepping up to play this role um, I did find a review um, uh, Julie's not here so I thought I should go searching um, I I couldn't really find a bad one mm. but but I did find this very short snippet can I share that with you I'm keep sure. looking at Zane yeah, like you're is allowed. this okay I'll let you <laughs> 
I feel like won't know as, unless as long as you can see okay. the Phantom of the Opera is dead. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you on a personal <laughs> level on that point. Um, this is actually from the Sydney Morning Herald about um, IOTA's production um, here in, in Australia, in Sydney. Um, and by the way, we have a we have another production. It's coming up next year. Yeah. Coming yeah, up next with year. Hugh um, with Hugh Sheridan. With Hugh Sheridan, which is going to be very different, yeah. I think, yes. to the IOTA um, iteration, which is sort of partly what sparked that question before. Um, but here it is. If you hate musicals, Hedwig is the musical for you. Wow. If you hate musicals, Hedwig is the musical for you. Yes. That could get a lot of people who would see some very confronting things into the theatre, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because there are a lot of reasons to hate musicals that well, will not be addressed. The review week. does provide a little more information. Okay. Uh, Mitchell's Jerry Springer-worthy script unfolds in a wonderfully droll, bitchy way. But this is more than just a snappy drag act. Given the inch, Iota takes the mile. The show is brazenly alive from the get-go, so much so that for the 90-odd minutes Hedwig is on stage, this bizarre construct in a Farrah Fawcett fright wig seems completely believable. As a singer, Iota's versatility and vocal strength are never in doubt, which is in every review about every show. Yeah, yeah. Um, were you with me when I saw him in Rocky Horror? That wasn't you, by the no, look you're giving me right now. No, I don't now. think so. Um, anyway, fantastic. Whatever. Uh, Will, uh, well-supported. Um, by more people in the cast, etc., etc. Everyone was wonderful. Um, and then it talks a little more about uh, being influenced by punk, channeling um, a young David Bowie, and delivering a sweet cabaret lullaby in The Origin of Love, a remarkable performance um, in this major stage role. So mm-hmm. um, definitely a big tick in this review for Iota's performance. But I, yeah. I feel like the, the energy the reviewer is referring to is something that's probably inherent in that role. Yeah. And um, certainly there's very similar things said about Neil Patrick Harris in the Mm -hmm. role um, and any number of other amazing people. I was actually really interested to see, like, obviously Neil Patrick Harris and Michael C. Hall are two very different uh, types of actors. (laughs) They take on very different types of roles. Mm. So for for Michael to be taking over from Neil Patrick Harris, I was, like, really interested to see. I would have expected... You, we all know what Neil Patrick Harris is like. He's so confident and like effortlessly confident um, in everything that he does. Um, and it was really interesting to see maybe someone who's probably seen as more masculine, for want of a better word, playing this drag queen. Yeah, definitely uh, more dramatic or at least yeah. like... Uh, I, guess, I guess like serious actor rather yeah. than Neil Patrick Harris who is known for over-the-top comedy. Yeah, um, and like being able to like embody that energy that you would expect to come out of that show and so to, to walk into a theatre not exactly knowing... I hadn't listened to the soundtrack. I wasn't entirely sure what I was expecting but knew that he had taken over from Neil Patrick Harris and just wondering <laughs> how, how that was going to go. Um, and he's like, it was fantastic. Like, it, I think it allows whoever is in that role, and I'm sure Darren Chris would have been the same, and Hugh Sheridan will be the same as they are able to take it and make it their own while staying true to what John Cameron Mitchell wanted from the piece. And I, I think that's something really special. I think that's also something that can be credited to Hedwig, the character who is so mm. far removed from the reality of everyone's experience um, and I think that that is really what this show explores a lot is how how this person came into existence and how this they experienced the world as this truly bizarre person with motivations that we can all relate to but still can't relate to yeah um um, let's do a quick rundown of the millions of productions this show has had, um, and of course, it did when it did open on Broadway. It it had a fun time at the Tonys. I mean, best yeah. revival, best lead male, best supporting actress, and got another one. What one? What am I forgetting? Best. Best. No. Was it best lighting? Most best. Cool. 
choreography. Oh, the lighting was impeccable. Oh, I didn't see <laughs> we, it. we didn't see it. We did see the Tonys. <laughs> we couldn't see it. Okay, yes, we were we, we were there in the last few weeks of Neil Patrick Harris's run, mm-hmm. and it was impossible to get tickets. And the I've, <laughs> you know, with um, uh, it was lottery for um Aladdin. Yes, mm-hmm. and something else, and Hedwig were all like right on top of each other. So there was this stream all three thirty stream four. of people who would just go from <laughs> one to the other to the other, and um, there were always the ten times more people waiting mm. for the Hedwig tickets. Um, so yeah, we didn't. We didn't not, not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> um, uh, West End, numerous, numerous, numerous. A lot of <laughs> things like um, fringe festivals and clubs. Mm-hmm. And rather than West End theatres, mm. you know, I, I think one of the one of the great things about this show is that it, it's adaptable in space. You can definitely yeah. bring it down because yeah. it is two performers and a band. Yeah, um, uh, Austria. There's a few productions in Austria. <laughs> um, smashing good time in Brazil. Canadians loving it. Czech Republic, big surprise for me. <laughs> Berlin, Hamburg, Frankfurt, Germany loves it. This is like it's yeah, yeah. it's Hedwig and um, Starlight Express, Starlight Express. Yeah. <laughs> just right up there. Um, but lots and lots of repeat runs at the BKA Theater, BKA Theater in Berlin, um, mostly starring the same Hedwig, Sven Ratzky. Nice, sure, good for Sven. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it was it was meant to premiere in. Uh... Israel this year, but COVID shut it down. Um, but I believe they've just started socially distance performance last cool. month in October. Oh, yeah. Well, Has again, I showed that's very yet. easy to do COVID safe because mm. it doesn't yeah, require only two performers. Yeah, there's only <laughs> two performers, so, and they can stay six feet apart. Too. Yeah. <laughs> They never have to meet. I think that's the other thing we didn't touch on how how important that other character is yeah. to the the process. And and Lena Hall on Broadway at least was phenomenal and a phenomenal support. Um, and her voice was incredible. Stayed with the production over a few different Hedwigs. Yeah, right? she really yeah. loved it because um, we, of course, we were there when she won the Tony, and yeah, you could you could tell like how excited she was to be a part of the show and it, we didn't really explain but like r- at the end of the musical like Yatsik kind of becomes Hedwig as Hedwig becomes Tommy Gnosis and mm-hmm. they kind of they have this whole identity crisis at the end and as as Hedwig transforms into Gnosis she hands the wig and the and the drag back to Yatsik and Yatsik becomes Hedwig and performs the final song uh for Hedwig as as mm-hmm. uh Hedwig the former Hedwig uh transformed walks away um so yeah she's de- de- well the Yatsik character is definitely integral to the show it's not just a supporting character it's mm. nice. really uh, integral to the well, whole messaging when there's only two people <laughs> you wouldn't want the second one to have a bit of I mean it is there's, there's two people and one of them's the titular character <laughs> and then you've got the so other one so then the one. other one is the other one yeah um Broadway Neil Patrick Harris mm-hmm. um and many yep. more. Michael C. Yep. Hall, Andrew Reynolds <laughs> was between the two of them. Um, John Cameron Mitchell mm-hmm. uh, yeah. did a stint. Darren Chris, who I believe also did some of the tour. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, and Tay Diggs. Tay yeah. Diggs. Yeah. That, that would have been That's a list of people. Yeah. It's a big list of people. And all playing the same role. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you'll get this, those people playing the same role any in any other, other role, show. All those, three, <laughs> no, all those people never. could play. Um, Darren Chris, yes, did move on with the tour and um, various yeah, other Darren Chris was in uh, LA and San Francisco. Mm. Uh, there were some more names. I've lost them now. I've lost them. Look, I'll never get them. There back. are a lot of people. I think we can we can touch yeah. on that in our uh, in our in our casting section. Shall mm-hmm. we move on to? Um, Is that your special way of asking me if I can move on? <laughs> By directly asking you if we yeah. can move on. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh... How about we move on? All right, it's time for the titular segment. It's time for the. I've already used learned. it. Like you have no excuse now. I know, but I'm just enjoying it. 
with you. Um, what lessons have we learned from Hedwig? I'm, I'm sure there are many of lessons that we can learn about identity and acceptance and maybe just holding back a little on the obsession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so the the big one is definitely the intersection of identity and gender, and uh, and also yeah, how your identity is formed by your relationship with art as well. Because I think Hedwig is being a construction, and Tommy Noses being a construction, and then the interplay of these two characters. I think 2014, and definitely when it first came out um, off Broadway, the 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 discussion around gender and gender queerness definitely was not at the stage that it is now. And mm. because uh, Cameron Mitchell, John Cameron Mitchell describes Hedwig as not being a trans woman. Hedwig is sort of genderqueer, uh, a gender in and of herself. So mm. he's not, uh, doesn't fit on in, in that binary. And I think that that is something that definitely was becoming more and more um, discussed but definitely like this is such a great and artistically sound discussion of that phenomenon Mm. Um, because it was a mistake but Hedwig owned it and went on this process of of metamorphosizing metamorphosing into into something else yeah nice yeah i mean i would definitely say like love has no gender is just the big i think big takeaway um for this musical it actually when i heard it it helped me actually realize like wow i actually need to transition not the the musical told me to do so but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's uh that yeah that's a that's a that's a fun sentence <laughs> the musical told me to so yeah <laughs> well i but it's it's not going too far to say that it, it Had can the give people yeah. permission yeah. to understand that that's a choice mm. that they're right. able to make yeah yeah that they're allowed it, to make it did, like the like same saying like it started in that era like that's when all this kind of the conversation was starting to happen was this musical came out and people were like wait what i think it was already (laughs) happening but it wasn't happening in mainstream media it wasn't happening in in um you know open conversation yeah absolutely like the difference in in the in the in the subculture or the counterculture the queer counterculture of um new york i'm sure that this has been a discussion for a long time but definitely bringing it forward and having um, Michael C. Hall perform in a show or Darren Chris perform in a show specifically about a genderqueer character going yeah. on a journey from um, a, a feminine boy to a woman to a genderqueer rock star to uh, to Tommy Nose's a, a rock idol. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely elevated it a little bit. Um, and bringing in people into the theatre because those people are in those roles mm. that probably haven't sat in or been a part of or even been next to a conversation <laughs> like that before. I think that's very interesting. Um, I will say I also learned about um, the Aristophanes myth. I didn't know the the three the three gender myth before this. This is the the story that's told during the Origin of Love. Oh, well, uh, Kevin is showing us the tattoo <laughs> that he has uh, on his arm from from the from the movie. So this is yeah. There's basically the children of the sun, children of the earth, children of the moon. Are basically, uh, the gods were angry that we were doing so well, and so they split people in half and. And so the children of the sun were two men, children of the moon, no, children of the moon were two men, children of the sun were two women and children of the earth were a man and a woman. And then basically you have to find your soulmate. And that's mm. the Aristophanes myth. And I, I think Origin of Love is my favourite song. I didn't even mention that. I've been talking a lot, but I didn't even <laughs> mention that. Um, Zane has a lot to say. Even outside <laughs> of this musical, like Origin of Love is possibly one of my favourite songs of all time. Um, I Yeah, I sang that at my brother's wedding and um, my wife and I got matching tattoos so my wife has the other parts of this that is painfully adorable (laughs) that's so Um. adorable (laughs) you're going to make everybody cry (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice oh my god that is so bad any more lessons are we learning any more lessons 
I think inter- outside of the story, I think there was a good lesson to know that musical theatre as we knew it and cabaret as we knew it was great. And now we can find it very similar to its story, find somewhere that doesn't fit into that mm-hmm. generic theatre box. And I think it, it opened the, the doors from even shows like Rock of Ages that took on more of that like rock concert feel and put a story to it and brought in audiences that would otherwise probably only attend concerts or yeah. rock concerts and brought them into the theatre. And that like tell the story however you want to tell the story. <laughs> Don't feel like you have to fit into the mould because that's the the genre you want to pick just do whatever you want and people will still like it and people will talk about it and in fact this was so embraced it became kind of like the cult following mm. that these musicals often get um i think leading on from that we can also say learn from like the process that it took them to create this musical is find the musical find the story and work yeah. with it because this started out as a as a drag show about Tommy Gnosis and turned into a rock musical about Hedwig. Um, This, and the switch of those characters, like it, the story of the production of this is what I wish. This is what I would, I wish the production, the story of the production and creation of musicals would be more rather than a producer hiring a writer to spec script. uh, See this movie? um, Yeah, a movie into a musical (laughs) and getting, getting two, star vehicles and 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 that yeah. sort of thing this sort of organic melting pot of a creative story is is really something that i love i think it goes back to that like devising theater mm. which often like plays get of putting something into a space and seeing what happens and then every night that story evolves further and further and further until you you have what you need mm. um i feel like there was that, again in musicals there was a bit of a a golden age in the sort of 60s 70s even Mm. starting into that just before we hit that um you know disney in theater era i think the 90s (laughs) yeah just before well hair had a similar story even the andrew lloyd webber big merchandise Mm. shows really kicked off that that was more usual. That shows yeah. had time to workshop um, mm. and and really delve into and um, sort of create source material that the rest of the show can be yeah come from, sort of thing. Mm. Like yeah. you, you look at things like Chorus Line and mm. how that came about. That was about storytelling. Okay, let's create something from yeah. these stories yeah. instead of how can we sell tickets <laughs> yeah like no one thought about that but now that's one of the the biggest shows still in you know ticket sales so i i don't know i think that truth wins out good storytelling wins out and um well-developed characters come from those two things mm. you know none of those three things can exist alone yeah truth and storytelling characters it's my little three magical ingredients <laughs> That makes the musical. Bam. We've gone to a weird place now. It's interesting. <laughs> um, any any other lessons? Any Kevin? other lessons? I there is one that I did find in a review um, that just uh, be carefully warned if you're in the audience with Glee's Darren Chris because he will pick on you. Yeah, but um, you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I like a warning that there's going to be interactive theatre. <laughs> yeah, a warning would have been nice. Just a warning, just a, like a little sign out the front that says, "Just beware." Or just like Even as this a way, performer, I'm not tickets. for audience participation. Um, I need a fully a full brief before that happens, please and thank <laughs> you. So I definitely pooped my pants during Hedwig, being like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> don't talk to me, <laughs> but talk to me, but don't talk to me." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's move on and um, see how many amazing actors and actresses, I suppose, we can get into these roles. Dreamcast! Dreamcast! Who's going to be in the Dreamcast? You well, know, if you don't say anything, I just keep singing. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so KB, I think, I think we... Are, are we are we allowing KB to just put Darren Chris back in? Like, no, 
<laughs> you know what? I almost did, and then I said I knew Miranda would say no, so I didn't. Is there a You have to pick somebody else. Um, I would like to see Matt Bomber in this role. Okay, yeah. Um, um, for the children at home, and also for, me. Uh, he was in White Collar. Um, he was in Boys. Is he in Boys in the Band? Yes, he yes. is in the new Boys in the Band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was on Broadway in something that will come to me. After we start recording this podcast, I'm sure of it. He is um very pretty, but also very talented. And I think he would, um, I don't know, I'd just really like to see him do the role. Okay. Yeah. That's He's what we're here for. in um, Normal Heart too, I believe. Yeah. I would, um like, of the, of the people who have already done it, Tay Diggs would be the one that I would pay the most to see. Yeah. Um. Having having said that, I think there are a lot of a lot. This is this is an easy star vehicle um, for anyone who who thinks they can jump into it. I personally would love to see Lena Hall take on Hedwig, um, yeah. and yeah, play around with that gender dynamic again because it has, as far as I know, only ever been played by cis cis men. Um, the role of Hedwig. Um, when I th- I think it definitely wait no no oh no was it Do there I... was a woman who who did it um I think was it Joan Jett Joan Jett did maybe. it or maybe I'm thinking of someone else I I will know. I will do some research because I I did look today because <laughs> I, I saw that like all these all these different productions I was wondering if anyone had put a a woman in and I think like Lena Hall would be my pick just because of the of the Yitzhak connection um yeah having said that though uh um oh what is her name uh from for she is uh the from mean girls uh wilbur barrett barrett wilbur barrett wilbur reed there we go got it the wrong way around um i I think would also be able to handle it quite quite well as well um yeah so those are my my picks um, if we're going for uh, just generic good performers, um, Evan Todd, who was who who starred in Heather's uh, as well, mm-hmm. I think would would do a great job. Good. Yeah. Do you have do you have any any further yep. thoughts, Miranda? No. No thoughts. No. 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 Um. You know I'm terrible at the casting segment. No. 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 <laughs> uh, Broadway stars that you would like to see shirtless in in skin tight short shorts. I mean, oh, we Zach all know Efron. who we'd like to put in there, but Zane's got to say no. <laughs> James Corden. <laughs> okay, Miranda's out. I'm hosting the rest of the episode. I actually got pre-warned before we even started this episode because I was um, watching some some casual YouTube um, and had come across something with James Corden in it. Mm-hmm. And Zane mm-hmm. said, if you mention James Corden in this episode. And what did you do? You, you did it. Yeah. Yeah, but I did it ironically. <laughs> what about what about you, Kevin? Who who would you like to see in this show? I would love to see Alex Newell. Nice, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, I did see because I I did this little video for like our wedding and I clipped the other the Hedwig themed movie like musical <laughs> video thing. And um, I looked up and I did see, surprisingly, yes, Tay Diggs also did it. Michigan's Darren Chris um, did it. Um, so those people I would love to have seen, but they already did it. And I was thinking Alex Newell was amazing. And they're in, um, the, they're in Glee. They're in Glee with Darren <laughs> Chris. And also, um, so yeah, like Extra, I, that is an amazing show. Extraordinary Playlist was so phenomenal. Good. Like I, it cried, it made me cry at the end. Me too. I bowled my eyes out and then I watched the last episode again to cry more. Like, it had me. Okay, I loved it. But Alex Newell, um, they're phenomenal. And, like, their their journey to Glee in the first place is one of those, you know, classic singing competitions, TV reality show kind of deal. Um, And the fact that Alex is still around and is phenomenal. Like, their voice is freaking amazing. Yeah, I ship that. Let's do that. Alex <laughs> yeah. play Hedwig. Um, Ali Sheedy played 
Hedwig. That's it. Okay. In ninety nine. Yes. So it was a little while. Like in that first off Broadway run, Ali Sheedy, a female, played um Hedwig ah, in the title. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Well, are we done with the oh, casting? Yeah, I can never say her name properly. Um would I kinda wanna see Gaga do it. I mean, Gaga definitely has that Bowie influence as well. I think it would be very interesting. Um, I I don't... I guess, like, Gaga is a great performer. I know that recently she's had some health issues and I know that Hedwig's a very taxing role. But, yeah, like, I would love to see it if she, if she mm-hmm. could slash would do Even it. Even for one night, you know? Mm. One performance <laughs> only. Um, can I ask a question? I'll just put this out there. Okay, we're making a movie of the... Of the show, of the musical. The musical. Mm-hmm. Who of all the people who's already played it is going to do the film? I think I would put John Cameron Mitchell in again. Um, just because I think, like, well, he, he wrote it, he knows it. I mean, he does star in the movie of it as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think to be to be true, to, in, in my opinion, true to the text, John Cameron Mitchell. Okay. Yeah. Kevin? I, I would say Tay Diggs. Thank you. <laughs> this way Zane gets to see I, both. I, I, I wanted to say Tay Diggs, but I was like, oh, I, I, I would... I, artistically, I would put Cameron Mitchell in. Yeah, but we know that if they're making a movie... It'll be Zac Efron. Yeah. playing Hedwig. <laughs> Is that I was your actually call? actually waiting for the Zac Efron. <laughs> Is that your call, Kristen? Thanks, Kevin. Baby's got, got it in there. Bam, bam. Um, so um, I will then, if if KB is going to take Zach, um, I will go for the Tony Award winning Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Uh, if you are, four great movies. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Rebel Wilson, and I was going to <laughs> jump across the table. She hasn't got a Tony Award. Don't be silly. Where's some music? Let's move on. Top five time. It's time to put the show on top five lists. Top five genderqueer musicals. Well, uh, yes, genderqueer musical. Also gender fluid musicals in that mm. any of the roles can be played by anyone, really. Um, it's re- it really doesn't take a lot to imagine anyone in this role. Yeah. You say that like, you know, the Rogers and Hammerstein canon isn't flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it uh, will be oh. one day. One yeah. day. <laughs> one day. will be one day. That day is coming. Um, I, I get to play Curly McLean. I mean, if we have to, I will, I will do that for you, Miranda. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> we really have to. Um, top five star vehicle shows um, or roles, really. When one person gets to sing all but one song in the show, um, mm-hmm. that's a big night. It's huge. A 90-minute show on... And it's all I'm complaining you, about a 15-minute monologue. And it's <laughs> like... <laughs> It's um yeah, it's a lot. It's a big thing. It's not mm. just like this like heavy emotional story that you're telling. It's also vocally taxing. Like the role is huge. Um, yeah. top five two hander musicals. Yes, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. I mean there are there, there's are not a lot. They are. <laughs> Thank not a lot. You very much. There's Zane's not a lot. Turned into pirate. Pirate. <laughs> A yeah, North County pirate. Uh, the the gender swap. It's because they go back and forth in in the play. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, and takes place over two different countries. It's true. Yeah. Um, I would say, again, this is my graphic designer speaking. I would say top five um, iconic cast photos. Yeah. Um, being that every Hedwig is kind of with with their head looking up with the smeared glitter eye makeup, like that that really comes from the the Broadway staging. The Neil Patrick Harris was the first one to do that, but everyone has done that since. I think it's that like tragic beauty yeah. picture that it just draws you in. You're like, what is that about? I would put it, yeah, definitely. Not top I can totally see that, and even with the wig, as iconic as it is, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 blonde wrapped around toilet rolls wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I would say uh, top five titular characters. Of course you You just wanted to say it. You just wanted to say it again. Um, I always want to say it, as long as it fits in in the setting. Uh, And I feel that it does. Um, There's probably a few characters that rival Hedwig for, like, character depth and and, uh, journey during the show. But I think that Hedwig will probably be definitely on the top top five. Mm. And a lot of similar top fives. Like, top five big things. Top five (laughs) most songs in the show. Top five. Yeah, I mean. Yes, yes. Top five rock shows. <laughs> Good luck. That's a that's a big call. I mean, it's in there. Jesus Christ Superstar. Hedwig Get kicked off. Let's just kick Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> wow, you're putting Rock of Ages on there. I, they're just the rock shows I can think of. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, sure. Um, uh, dear listeners, <laughs> give us your top five rock shows and let us let us just let us know if Rock of Ages makes it. But you're not denying me the fact that Hedwig's on that list. I, w- I, p- I personally would put it on the list yeah, of the rock musicals that I, I, I enjoy the most, yes. You know what, though? We, we, we throw a lot of shade to Rock of Ages. <laughs> well, when I saw it in Melbourne, I saw it in the comedy theatre. And, like, it was set up like a rock concert. The ushers were walking up and down the whole night, passing drinks down, passing money down. People around you were talking. They were in it. They were like, you're too young to know any of this music. Why are you here? Like, it it felt like a rock concert. I've never gone to a show that feels like that before. As someone just... who doesn't like going to rock concerts. <laughs> There's something even about the way you say rock concert. <laughs> I shan't be going to a rock concert. I do not like this rock and roll you speak of. Look, I can roll with the best of them, but rocking is right out. <laughs> Just right out. Yeah, yeah I, I will say I walked in there and I was like, well, um, I'm not really into rock concerts. I went to an Against Me concert. Um, <laughs> that was my last like, rock rock concert I would say. Um, what would my last rock concert be? I, oh, Hugh Jackman doesn't count uh, no that, <laughs> not, that does not count girlfriend uh, no <laughs> turns out I haven't been to one uh, at all ever okay, I think we might be done with top five I, I just wanted to put in top five drag inspired musicals yes I yeah. heard dragon inspired <laughs> mm. musicals okay yep uh, look, mate, uh, you could put a dragon on a spire in Hedwig and I don't think anyone would think too much about it. And you know also what the other spiritual. shows on that list are? Spiritual, yeah. yes. Yeah. Spiritual, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Would it make top five mythological musicals? I mean, you'd have to battle Hades Town, right, Zane? Which I one mean, would you? There are five. They can, they can coexist. <laughs> and, and I'll Percy let you think Jackson about it. And the Lightning thing. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I mean, we can, we can we can push <laughs> yeah. God's spell right out, um, but that is a discussion for another day. Okay, and let's have it another day. But in the meantime, thank you very much, Kevin, for coming on the show. Well, thank you. This has really been great. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug while you're here? I do believe you you talk about musicals, you know, in other places. Yes, I do. Um, I actually have a podcast that is titled. Talking Musical History, where we go into different musicals in their current era and time and uh, surrounding eras. So we recorded a couple for Little Shop of Horrors and then a follow-up with uh, Reefer Madness is a two-part episode. So we did that and we're recording Sweeney Todd tonight. Ooh. Awesome. And so there's that. And we also, we also have a website at Sky Rainbow at S-K-Y-E-R-A-I-N-B-O-W.com and a YouTube channel at Sky Rainbow Productions. You can find there as well. And we also um, started from the, the is we have a Patreon and that's patreon.com slash Stonewall the musical and that is the musical that I am writing and has been writing and is in the works. So nice. Stonewall the musical coming sometime. We look forward to featuring it on the show <laughs> um, when yeah. you open on Broadway and win a hundred Tony Awards. That would be very nice. <laughs> okay, no problem. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, if you would like to hear other things here, um, keep listening. But also, you can hear more things if you also become a Patreon of our show, uh, patreon.com slash musicals taught me everything I know. Uh, spread your love and your dollars about to all of the uh, 
much worthy podcasts out there. Yeah, um, do it. You can also become a Patreon of our network. That's not canon. Um, so do that. Do those things and uh, feel great about yourself. But also get a whole lot of extra content, bonus episodes. We do a lot more top fives. Um, I we guess. argue about the top fives a lot. We more. argue about them so much. So if you love to hear arguing, um, get onto that. Um, <laughs> but you don't have to listen to them if you don't. Uh, you can find us on the web. Uh, that's not kind of uh, MTMEIK. But you can also find all of our our friendly family of podcasts. Um, you can hear Julie on various things and KB on various other things and Kevin on things and Zane on most of the things. So... <laughs> Just love Barely our even 15% of the things. <laughs> well, these days there are a lot of podcasts. <laughs> and we're also getting um, a lot of a new podcasts joining the network from all over the world. So we're becoming an international brand, guys. Um, but it does mean that uh, if you are perhaps uh, a friend out there in Michigan, did I get the right state? Did yeah. I say the right one? Yay! Yeah, I'm, I'm from Michigan. Yeah. All their neighbors in Ohio. See, <laughs> look at me knowing my US geography. Well, remember. Remembering the start of the episode, either one. <laughs> or if you are tired from all of that counting out in Nevada, um, then <laughs> um, I forgot where I was going with this. But you can listen to podcasts from the States, from the UK, um, from New Zealand, and from Australia. We're really branching out. Congratulations, Zane. You're also doing very Ireland well. and soon to be the Caribbean. Woo! Mm, I fun. love the Caribbean. Mm. I used to work there, you know. Um, you can also find us on our usual places on socials, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and if you like, you can send us an email to musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com. <sighs> it's such a big segment, this talking bit at the end. I'm I so mean, tired, guys. I didn't do it. I just, uh, somebody call my mommy, pick me up, because I'm so tired. Maybe you should sign off, and then we can do that. Okay, <laughs> my name is Miranda Selwood. I have been tired. This is... Zancy Weber. And... It's me, KB. <laughs> thank you very much, Kevin, for coming on the show and telling us all about Hedwig. It's been a pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thank you much. Okay, signing off. Let's Bye. Bye. Guys. Bye. Hello. I hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Because no two journeys are the same, and wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi dreams. Uh, that's not kind of Productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.